Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 99, and we're going to do the readings for Tuesday of Holy Week. Episode 99, and we're going to do the readings of Tuesday of Holy Week. So if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share to the podcast. It would be a great help. All right, so let's begin with the act of contrition. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thought and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, Guardian of Families, Terror of Demons, pray for us. St. Peter the Apostle, pray for us. St. Paul the Apostle, pray for us. St. John the Apostle, pray for us. St. John the Baptist, pray for us. St. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. St. Athanasius, pray for us. St. Ambrose, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. St. Monica, pray for us. St. Benedict, pray for us. St. Jerome, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. John Fisher, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us and defend us from evil. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so um, the antiphon for Tuesday of Holy Week is Psalm 27. Do not leave me to the will of my foes, O Lord, for false witnesses rise up against me and they breathe out violence. Do not leave me to the will of my foes, O Lord, for false witnesses rise up against me, and they breathe out violence. This is again um, a prophecy of Christ, uh, obviously the trial. It can be put in any context, it's true, but it's also referring to the trial. Uh, The night he was arrested, they stood up, And many people came and bared false witness against him. All right, so um, let's begin with our first reading. Okay, uh, first reading is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 1 to 6. I will make you a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Hear me, O islands. Listen, O distant people. The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb he gave me my name. He made of me a sharp-edged sword and and concealed me in the shadow of his arm. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver he hid me. Uh, 
You are my servant, he said to me, Israel, through whom I show my glory, though I thought I had toiled in vain, and for nothing uselessly spent my strength. Yet my reward is with the Lord, my recompense is with my God. For now the Lord has spoken, who formed me as his servant from the womb, that Jacob may be brought back to him, and Israel gathered to him. And I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. Yet it is too little, he says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribe of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time. Isaiah chapter 49, 1-6 Hear me, O islands, listen, O distant peoples. The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb he gave me my name. He made, me, he made of me a sharp-edged sword and concealed me in the shadow of his arm. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver he hid me. You are my servant, he said to me, Israel, through whom I show my glory. Though I, though I thought I had toiled in vain, and for nothing uselessly spent my strength, yet my reward is with the Lord, my recompense is with my God. For now the Lord has spoken, who formed me as a servant from the womb, that Jacob may be brought back to him, and Israel gathered to him. And I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. Yet it is too late, he says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribe of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. For the psalm is going to be Psalm 71. And the response is, I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Never Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, rescue me and deliver me. Incline your ear to me and save me. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. Be my rock of refuge, a stronghold to give me safety. For you are my rock and my fortress. O my God, rescue me from the hand of the wicked. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. For you are my hope, O Lord, my trust, O God, from my youth. On you I depend from birth. From my mother's womb you are my strength. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. My mouth shall declare your justice. Day by day your salvation. O God, you have taught me from my youth until the present I proclaim your wondrous deeds. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. Okay, one more time. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, rescue me and deliver me. Incline your ear to me and save me. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. Be my rock of refuge, 
a stronghold to give me safety, for you are my rock and my salvation. O oh my God, rescue me from the hand of the wicked. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. For you are my hope, O oh Lord, my trust, O oh God, from my youth. On you I depend from birth. From my mother's womb you are my strength. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. My mouth shall declare your justice day by day, your salvation. O oh God, you have taught me from my youth. Until the present I proclaim your wondrous deeds. I will sing of your salvation. I will sing of your salvation. Okay, verse before the gospel. Hail to you, our King, obedient to the Father. You were led to your crucifixion like a gentle lamb to the slaughter. Hail to you, our King, obedient to the Father. You were led to your crucifixion like a gentle lamb to the slaughter. Hail to you, our King, obedient to the Father. You were led to your crucifixion like a gentle lamb to the slaughter. Okay. Um, readings from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 13, 21 to 33, 33 to 36, 36 to 38. One of you will betray me. The cock will not, will not crow before you deny me three times. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Reclining at table with his disciples, Jesus was deeply troubled and, tes and testified, Amen, amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another at a loss as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining, reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest and said to him, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I hand the morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel and took it and handed it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. After Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. So Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now none of those reclining at the table realized why he said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus had told him, buy what we need for the feast, or to give something to the poor. So Jesus, Judas took the morsel and left at once, and it was night. When he had left, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, though you will follow later. Peter said to him, Master, why can't I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, I say to you, the cock will not crow before you deny me three times. The Gospel of the Lord.
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, one more time. The Gospel according to St. John, chapter 13, verse 21 to 33, 36 to 38. Reclining at the table with his disciples, Jesus was deeply troubled and, te and testified, Amen, amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another at a loss as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest and said to him, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I hand the morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel, took it, and handed it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. After Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. So Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now none of those reclining at table realized why he said this to, to him. Simon thought that, some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus had told him, buy what we need for the feast or to give something to the poor. So Judas took the morsel and left at once, and it was night. When he had left, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say, I say it to you. So Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me. Now, though you will follow later, Peter said to him, Master, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my, I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, I say to you, the cock will not crow before you deny me three times. The gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So now we got to Tuesday here, the Tuesday readings. Um, this is interesting here. Hear me, O islands. Listen, O distant people. Remember these. Remember this part. Hear me, O islands. Listen, O distant people. When we get to the end of this reading. Right? You're going to see something very interesting. The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb, he gave me a name. I truly believe that one, hear me, O islands, and listen to distant people. We know that the Apostle Paul, Peter, the Apostle John, and, An and the Apostle Andrew, all, and almost all the Apostles, where did the gospel went? It went to the islands to the Greek islands, to the coastlands, to the Italian peninsula, to places like Sicily and, and places like uh, Cyprus. All these places received the gospel by the mission of the apostles. And then here we get a glimpse of the incarnation. The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb, he gave me my name. He made of me a sharp-edged sword, what does that bring to mind? Remember what Paul said, the word of God is a two-edged sword. 
cutting through bone and marrow. Where do we hear the image of the sword again? In the Apocalypse, the Apocalypse by St. John. That was given to St. John. We hear of the glorified Christ, and out of his mouth comes a two-edged sword. The Word of God is a two-edged sword. Jesus Christ, the Word of God, is like a two-edged sword that cuts through bone and marrow and right into the Spirit. Okay, he concealed me in the shadow of his arm, made me a polished arrow, concealed me in the shadow of his arm. The mystery of the incarnation was hidden, hidden from the, from the angels themselves and even from, from even the, the very knowledge of the devil himself. Okay, the mystery was given to the, to the prophets in prophecy. In, in, in symbolism, in language, in poetry. But the fact is God's, God's will was finally fulfilled in the appointed time in the incarnation of his son through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Okay, he, hid, he made me a polished arrow and hid me in, in, in his quiver he hid me. Like I said, a weapon. He is. He had a special arrow for the appointed time, and Jesus is that, that arrow. You are my servant, he said to me, Israel, through whom I show my glory. Though I thought I had toiled in vain and for nothing, uselessly spent my strength, yet my reward was with the Lord. My recompense is with my God. Israel, the earthly Israel, is the work of God. But they are an earthly form of the heavenly truth. Jesus is the church, and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus and his church is the true Israel of God. And not toiled in vain. You know, the vineyard that God had planned. You know, and God is and in, in, in the humanity of Jesus, it's not wasted. His humanity, his tragedy, his 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 passion looked like an absolute failure, but it wasn't because next we see you are my, your, you yet my reward is with the Lord. My recompense is with my God for now. The Lord has spoken who formed me again, a picture of the incarnate who formed me as a servant from the womb, a picture of the incarnation that Jacob may be brought back to him and Israel gathered to him. Okay, now we know the Babylonian captivity happened. Israel was, was destroyed, the nation, and they were taken away for 70 years. Yet at the same time, we know that it happened again in AD 70 and even a century later through the Bar Chokhba Bar uh, revolution. The, again, another rebel who rose up to try to overthrow the Romans, try to restore, and they, again, the, the, it was a final crush. Uh, they were brought down. And they were scattered, and the land, the land was finally named uh, Philistia, Palestine, by the Romans. Um, yet, and I made glorious, um, it goes on here, and I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. My God is now my strength. It is too little, he says, for you, this is interesting, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. This is the part I, I believe 
it's talking about the future, the, the end of the age. Look what happens next here. Remember what I said what happened in the beginning? What, what, what we read? I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation, my, my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. It begins with, hear me, O islands, listen, O distant peoples. And then we get in the end of this reading, I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. It begins with the Gentile coastlands and begin and ends with sending out to the Gentile, the Gentile world, to the ends of the earth. It's not enough for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of, of Israel, to restore the, the tribes of Jacob, to restore the survivors of Israel. No. I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. You see, it's not impossible. We as Catholics, you an ordinary Catholic like myself, people like us can, can learn how to read the Bible. You spend a little time, you listen to Scott Hahn on YouTube. You don't have to buy a whole bunch of books. You can listen to an audible book if you want while you're driving. You can spend a few minutes reading an Ignatius book on how to read the Bible, like with a commentary. You could listen to YouTube channel on or listen to a podcast on Catholic and how to read. You get, you, you, re, you learn, you learn all these things and you can learn how to put them together. You can learn how to use them. They're tools Tools that you can always easily remember. All you need to do is read the Bible every day a little bit, just a few times, you know, like a, a few minutes or listen to it on an on a audio book. It's not impossible. Every Anybody can do it. You know, it just takes a little time and a little effort. <clears throat> and if you want, if you really want to get close to God, it's like any other relationship. You got to invest. If you can invest in, learn, in in your job, you can invest time with your kids. You can invest time with, um, you in, in sports. You can invest time in a lot of things. You can learn. You can learn. The Bible is worth it to learn how to read it and to learn the symbolism and language. All right. Um, of course, we got this beautiful Psalm, Psalm seventy-one that teaches us how to look to God as our refuge, as our strength, um, to see God as the one who will rescue and deliver us. God is a rock of refuge, a stronghold that gives us safety. You, you are my rock and my fortress. Oh my God, rescue me from the hand of the wicked. Again, it's a, it's a, it's a glimpse into his passion for you are, for you are my hope, O Lord, my trust, O God, from my youth. On you, I depended on depend from birth, from my mother's womb. You are my strength. It's speaking of Jesus. It's speaking of him. Uh, and again, it goes on here. My mouth shall declare your justice day by day, your salvation. O God, you have taught me from my youth until the present. I proclaim your wondrous deeds. And then we move on again to the gospel. One of you will betray me. The cock will not crow before my, before you deny me three times. We get to the, the last supper scene, reclining at table with his disciples. Jesus was deeply troubled and testified. Amen. Amen. I say to you, one of you will betray me. 
the disciple looked at one another at a loss as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. A lot of people try to abuse that this, this part here, the disciple whom Jesus loved, and because John leaned on him, asking him, like they try to put a homosexual, homoerotic uh, uh, tone to it. It's not. It's not. Why did Jesus love him? Because Jesus always knew that John the Apostle would be the one who will take care of his mother. That he would give him the responsibility of taking care of his mother. Jesus knew that his mother needed to be provided for, taken care of. Joseph wasn't going to be around. She needed, yes, she would have, he, he, he had 12 apostles. But the fact remains is his mother will be left all alone. He might have had relatives. James, the, James, the, um, his cousin, who was also referred to as brother of the Lord. One can say she, he will take care of her. But no, she needed someone different. She needed someone more intimate. She needed someone that could be a son to her. And it was going to be John the Apostle. It was going to be him. That's why Jesus, the, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now it's a picture of all of us, but we all take her into our home. But let's talk about historical and reality. Yes, she needed somebody. So this is, this is the one whom Jesus loved because Jesus was going to have him fill the space that he's going to leave vacant. Yes, he's her Lord. Yes, he will take care of her. But we're talking also in his human nature, as well as in his divine nature, he was going to provide for her. He was going to provide someone. And John was going to be that person, was going to be that son. He adopted them. She needed a son. She needed someone and and Jesus himself wanted John to fulfill that mission. That's why it's not nothing to do with uh, homoerotic undertones. Ignore these people. Everything to them has to be a homoerotic undertone. And the uh, the one whom Jesus loved was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out whom he meant. Now, Simon Peter, Simon Peter was not going to be bold enough to pressure him, but he figured, no, he likes you. Like, it's like a little kids at the table. There's always the youngest one who is always the cutest. And because it's like, he's the youngest and you know, I'm the oldest. My brother was, is the youngest. He got away with things more than I did, you know, but you know, we, the oldest always thinks that. And there's always, there's always the youngest who is like, remember, I mean, uh, Joseph in the Old Testament with his brother, Benjamin, they were both sons of, of uh, Jacob's old age. And remember, like even Joseph um, at the dinner banquet in the Old Testament, I was listening to the audible. Uh, he put more food on Benjamin's table, far more than all the others. 
because Benjamin was his brother from the same mother. So, you know, that, you know, so it's, you know, you can see the humanity here. You know, um, he nodded to, to him, nodded to John to find out whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest. He didn't lean back like in any intimate way. He leaned back like a little kid or someone like talking, like trying not to, uh, to have his voice above all the others so they can hear him. Whom, whom is it? Master, who is it? Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I hand the morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel and took it and handed it to Judas, the son of Simon, the Iscariot. After Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. What more do you need to know how evil the man was? Remember I mentioned in one of the podcasts how everybody tried to somehow be, be, be sort of like sympathetic to him? Because the truth is, maybe in their, and maybe they relate to Judas in a sense that maybe they just don't believe in Jesus. It's like, like I mentioned the song of uh, the Rolling Stones, Sympathy to the Devil. <laughs> Human beings always are going to find sympathy to a traitor for some reason. Judas betrayed him. Judas was said one of you is a devil. And here's the line here. Um, Satan entered him. All right. Uh, so Jesus said to him, what you are going to do, do quickly. Now, none of those reclining at the table realized why he said to him, uh, he, he said this to him. So some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus has told him, buy what we need for the feast or give something to the poor. So Judas took the morsel and left at once and it was night. And when he left, Jesus said, now the son of man is glorified. Okay, that's in Mark's gospel. I thought the part where it says it's better that this man should never have been born. That's where he says that in Mark's gospel. It would have been better that this man had never been born. Take those words seriously. Imagine if Jesus said that to you and me. It would have been better if you have never been born. Does that sound like sympathy? Maybe it does. It is sympathy, but it's harsh. It's harsh. It's very harsh. I mean, it is sympathy. It's sympathy in the fact that, it, you know, I wish, I w you know, it would have been better if you'd never been born because it's, he's, he's, the man's wickedness is beyond comprehension. Who, who knows how wicked you hear about all these wicked cardinals and these wicked priests and these wicked bishops and these and, and, and you know how they I mean, think about all these Catholics who support abortion. Think about these Catholics who want to change, who who don't care. They want they want to turn you know, the, they, they want they want to go against the church teachings and make and make gay marriage legal. Think about the betrayal. Judas had shame enough, as Michael Voris said, to go and hang himself. He was so filled with shame, but he didn't believe in mercy. He didn't believe in forgiveness. And here we have, we have this last supper scene and, and he gives this morsel to, to Judas and Judas takes the morsel and, and left at once. And it was, and it ends with, it was night because most evil and wickedness 
Most people operate at nighttime. That's why there's such a thing called the nightlife. People think it's all about partying and 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 um, having fun and letting your wild side out, out. No, sometimes it's also because people do evil, wicked things in the shadows. That's why Jesus often said is the hour of the shadows. And you also hear that line in 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 Tolkien's books, the shadows, the you know, the fact that there's evil and there's people who do things and they, they, they operate. You see a lot of sin, murder has taken place, conspiracy has taken taken place, plotting other people's demise takes place. You know, all these things happen, and it's true. All right. Um, but the, I mean, Jesus goes on to say, when he left, Jesus said, now the son of man is glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and he will glorify himself at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me. And as I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, now I say to you, let me get the pages here. I must be getting old because it's getting harder and harder to turn these thin pages. Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, though you will follow me later. Peter said to him, Master, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Can, you have to like really uh, phrase that correctly. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, I say to you, the cock will not crow before you deny me three times. So you have Judas's betrayal and Simon Peter's failure of conviction and faith. Which is worse? Well, Judas didn't deny him. Judas just didn't believe in him. And Judas plotted him, plotted to, to, to destroy him. Peter denied he had any, any, any association with him, denied he even knew him. And I, and I read the other, um, um, yes, I was listening to that history of the early church where, most uh, of the people during the Roman persecution who under persecution, under torture or threat of torture denied, rejected, denounced the Christian faith. And later on, when they try to come back into the faith, usually what happens is they come up with a heretical excuse. If, well, if I failed if I deny that Jesus is, uh, that I'm a Christian, then it must mean that Jesus is not God because if he's God, he would not have allowed me to, to deny him. So they come up with a heretical, uh, a heretical teaching. And, you know, mo some heresies came from failure of those of failure of conviction to try to justify their conviction. They came up with a heretical teaching. Sounds confusing, but it's true. 
like, well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Jesus isn't God. Maybe he's a creature. Maybe that's why, you know, I, I've, I've overplayed him. No, if you denied him, you deny, I mean, I think, I think just one, I think the quickest thing is to admit that you failed. You, you got scared and it's human. It's human to be scared. It's human. I mean, Peter's fear was human. It wasn't, it wasn't unusual fear of death. Even Thomas More feared the con, the idea of being tortured. He didn't know if he could, if he could, if his faith was strong enough to handle it. Physical pain is real. The idea of death is real. But there is, there is a possibility that you could still be forgiven. But the thing is, some of these heretics couldn't accept the reality of their, of, of, of their of their failure. So they had to come up and cook up a heretical idea to justify their lack of faith. All right. I'm going to end it here and I'll be back with Wednesday's readings. God bless. Okay. So let's begin with our closing prayer in the name of the father, son, and Holy spirit, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, folks, um, thank you. And please remember to subscribe and share. And I'll be back with Wednesday's readings for Holy Week. God bless.